All right, guys, welcome to New Cycle and Fanatic Podcast. We're here at the Carl Chevrolet Studios. Uh, a little impromptu, a little bit today. We're, we just want to talk recruiting and basketball recruiting, specifically a lot of moving parts, as is always the case in the spring period. I'm actually a little bit hesitant to even do it because by the time this comes out, like things could change and whatnot. They probably will. But this, uh, we, we've done we've done some reporting on basketball recruiting here the last couple of weeks, and uh, we just wanted to put it into a podcast form and talk through the current situation. I'm Chris Williams. I'm joined by Jared Stansbury. Stans, what's up? Just uh, navigating through the spring cycle. It's almost. Uh, I feel like navigating through the spring cycle is similar to. Christopher Columbus trying to navigate his way to the new world. <laughs> Something like that. We don't really know what we're working our way through. We're hoping that we don't fall off the edge of the earth. But that's something. We're hoping that there's something out there. Actually, I've got pretty good intel. I feel like on on what's going on as far as the the targets. Mm-hmm. But what I don't feel like I have a good handle on, and and frankly, neither does the staff, is the what ifs that are out there with like certain grad transfers yeah, and whatnot. And that's where I think you just need the element of time. Well, and I think people too shouldn't, they hear, well, the staff doesn't have a handle on this. Like what, what the hell's going on? It's not like that. It's that I don't think anybody anywhere has a very good handle on a lot of this no. stuff just because it's so crazy. I actually just read a piece on Bill Self today being in the same scenario. Yeah. Obviously at a much different level. Uh, but his roster is they're, actually less intact than Iowa State's next year. They're going to be in some trouble because they they had some guys that they were in on, a couple high-level five-star type guys yeah. that they're not going to get. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. Well, um, we're, we're going to have this conversation. I want to talk spring recruiting, uh, best-case scenarios for Iowa State, worst-case scenarios for Iowa State. And we'll do that after a word from our sponsors. Lawn care with unmatched service. Landscapes custom designed. Sprinkler systems installed and serviced. Thanks, Central Iowa, for 30-plus years of your support. A-plus lawn and landscape. Hey, guys, it's Chris interrupting this podcast because, you know, everybody wants to know that I get it asked all the time. How can we help Cyclone Fanatic? Well, you help Cyclone Fanatic by you support our advertisers, and everybody needs to be aware of eye care. I wasn't for a long time, and I went to Ames Eye Care, and they really helped me out. It's changed my life. I don't have headaches the way that I did. You've heard me talk about this. They're also in Des Moines at Des Moines Eye Care, and you need to think about this with your family. Get the kids checked out. Encourage the wife. Anything. Personalized eye care. Designer eyewear. I've got these sweet Maui gym glasses that I use at work all the time. People think they look awesome. They meet your whole family's vision needs at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Check them out today and support Cyclone Fanatic. All right, welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic podcast, the Carl Chevrolet Studios. I don't get to broadcast from the Carl Chevrolet Studios very often. Uh, it's good to be here. Didn't you do the podcast here just last week? Yeah, but that's that's kind of rare, though. We don't. We don't, it's not like we're forecasting from here very often. Yeah. No, it's good to be here. Uh, and Jared, uh, we're talking recruiting today. And let's run down the list of guys who are already locked in for visits. Mm-hmm. 
and maybe see if we can give some insight on Iowa State's chances and, and where that might work out. And we'll start with the kid who has probably gotten the most uh, attention so far during the period, Caleb Grill, yeah. former South Dakota State commitment, visiting uh, – you, you've, you've formed a relationship with him, spoken with him. What, what's his situ- situation? He's coming to Iowa State, what, next weekend? He'll be here the 29th and the 30th, which is a Monday and a Tuesday. Uh, like a week from next Monday. So two weeks, I guess, kind of. I feel like Otzelberger is the real um, wrinkle here. He's the wild card, I would say. I would say that the two leaders are Kansas State and Iowa State with UNLV as the wild card at this point from what I understand. And that's almost as much as anything because of the fact that uh, they really need guards and then you have the established relationship with TJ. Yeah, I would think so, too. Now, Vegas is another wild card, though. Yeah. Man, it'd be weird, I think. Or I think it'd be hard for a parent from small town Kansas. Like, that'd be culture shock where their parents like, oh, we're going to send our kid to UNLV, you know? Mm-hmm. And not that that's a bad thing. It's just like I'm, I'm sure that that's something that TJ will have to battle sometimes where if he's going to recruit people like that, where it's just getting some parents to – probably get over that kind of thing but I do think I think Iowa State's in a good spot there because of the fact that one they need guards two I think Grill really fits what they need right now where you need that guy who's capable as a shooter can play a couple different positions and bring some athleticism he reminds me of a of a young Matt Thomas maybe not quite on the same level because Matt Thomas was obviously super highly touted top 100 recruit yeah but I think Grill I'd say probably if Grill played at a higher level in high school, he might be more closer. He might be closer to what Matt was in in the rankings. So he was basically like small town Kansas. Yeah, it's it's smaller schools in Kansas. I don't know exactly what the classes, how the class works in I, here. I can look. But yeah, no, it's fine. Um, I get Mays, what you're Kansas. I don't even know where that is. It sounds. Yeah, I get the feeling it's Iowa State and Kansas State with Otzelberger as a real wild card. Yeah, Mays is basically the size of Clorinda, so okay. that, that's kind of where like that gives you an idea of what he's coming from. He and he grew up from. an Iowa State fan. Okay, I do. He he loved the Hoiberg era and grew up like a fan of the Cyclones. Mm-hmm. See, and I've heard, I've seen this. I think it's a misconception, and maybe it's just something where an, another interview that he's given got lost in translation or something uh, where there's all these people that are convinced that he really wants to stay close to home. And I don't know where that came from. Cause I asked him that, I mean, I've, I'd, I'd read that before too. So I flat asked him, you yeah. know, does that mean Kansas state? I was like, does that, does that make Kansas state your leader? And he's like, as special as it would be to play close to home. He's like, that's not why I'm going to choose any school over another one. Yeah. You know, and let's think about it. The place he was going to go before is Brookings, South Dakota. That's not exactly close to Mays, no. Kansas. And know? that's really damn hard to get to, as I can tell you my relationship with Otzelberger. Right. I'll see him exponentially more that he's in Vegas right? <laughs> compared to Brookings. And that's what I, I saw some people even talking about that on the forums yesterday where I was like, I've written, I wrote this. Like the kid literally told me that he's not, that that's not really a thing. And I don't know, maybe at the end of the day, if he does go to Kansas State, he'll cite that as one of the biggest reasons why he's going there. But I don't think that that will be what it is. I really like him. I, I think that he could be a good four-year guy. I mean, I don't know how he impacts next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't 
I don't know. I'm not saying he won't. I, I don't know where he fits, but I think that he's a good core dude. Okay. Well, I, let's talk about these other guys. Yeah. And then I want to pose a hypothetical situation okay. to you. Uh, the French kid. Yeah. Coming this weekend. Yes. Do you know how to pronounce his name? Clarence Nadolny. Nadolny. I mean, I don't know if that's the technical okay. like French, but that's how I would read it. So he's Iowa State. Uh, Texas Tech and West Virginia. West Virginia. He is going to West Virginia tomorrow. He'll be at West Virginia tomorrow and Friday. Iowa State Saturday and Sunday. Texas Tech Monday and Tuesday. What kind of a dude like is like I want to go play for Bob Huggins? What kind of a dude is like I'm going to go on three official visits back to back to back? Yeah, that'd in, be exhausting. In six days. That's a lot of. That's a lot. I would think by the end of that three that six day period, you're like, what? Wait, what did I see at West Virginia again? I was like getting the last visit. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the things that was a little concerning to me. But I'd rather be in the middle than be the first one. Yeah, the first the first sucks. Yeah, especially in a situation like that where he's doing them all back to back to back. Yeah, that's kind. Of, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anything. Now, like wasn't that. Prom though the first of these coaches to be in on him? Uh, no, West Virginia was. Oh, West Virginia was. Yeah, okay. but it was like they. I think they. It was close. It was like the same day. Okay. But Bob, Bob Huggins saw him, like, earlier in the day. That, that doesn't Huggins. really matter. No, it's so it's not a deal where it was, like, a month earlier. Yeah. I mean, Texas Tech was in March. They were a month after the other two. Okay. So, we got that young man and then the five foot eight lefty out of Houston. This kid is interesting to me. I want this kid. Yeah. I, <laughs> I do, too. I watched his highlights, and I was like, okay, this dude is going to be a hooper. You know, uh, I know people are like, five foot eight, what – how can, you know, how can he do that and all this stuff? I don't know. It's I, super unique, though. There's like, a, that's a guy that you – I see that guy and I'm like, that guy is a point guard. He's going to be a superstar somebody, somewhere. There's, su- there's certain guys, they're just like – they're so different. Mm-hmm. And a five foot eight lefty is super-duper unique. I'm not going to say he's going to come out and be a one-and-done NBA player or something like that. But it's but, like – but there's people that are a lot smarter than I am that have probably watched him a lot – play a lot more than what I have. And if they say that he can be a power five starter, then I believe him. Okay. There's a lot of moving parts to this one because he has a former coach, former assistant. Now what I've gathered, it wasn't the guy who recruited him to Texas A&M. Okay. He is going to visit Georgia this weekend. Yes. And there's a connection to that coach, but that guy was not his like primary recruiter. Mm -hmm. So we have to keep that in mind. Um, The Billy Kennedy thing. I've seen a lot of people uh, re- uh, on the forums and whatnot speculating if Billy Kennedy could end up on Iowa State staff in some capacity next year. I have on very good sources that will not happen. So, And it's not because it's like anything bad has happened. It's probably just because Billy Kennedy doesn't want to do that. From what I understand, Kennedy still wants to be a high major coach next year, but the problem is he's running out of jobs and times. St. John's is looking for a coach. Well... <laughs> That doesn't seem like a great fit either. <laughs> no, but not that I think they've been too worried about fit here over the last several years. Th- this is true. Um, so keep. I just wanted to throw that out there. I don't think that that, yeah. that that is going to happen. I do think that having Billy Kennedy and, and Steve Prom's relationship helps here, though. Right. I don't know if it's a deciding factor in anything, but I, I can't imagine it hurts. Well, and I think for him too, he can look at what they've done with point guards. That guy fits into more what Prom has had in point guards, I think, than what, like, Lindell did, you know, where Lindell is that high volume, fired up, yeah, pure shooting point guard, yeah, you know, 
not even not even pure shooting point guard. Probably not really a pure point guard. He's a more of a combo guard that it has to play point I don't guard think out of necessity. A point guard. Uh, but this guy legitimately is like a point guard where he's five eight, probing the defense, looking for passes. And uh, do you remember the? Um, I thought this was an interesting comparison that Jerry Meyer on two four seven made. You remember Chris Chioza? I said the Florida kid. Yeah. 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 That guy was like six foot tall, m- maybe, and was a first team All SEC player as a senior. That's the kind of guy that this reminds me of. So if they would nab this guy, would Wheeler, right? Uh, yes, Severe Wheeler. Severe Wheeler. Yeah. I don't even think we said his name. Uh, I think we've just been referring to him as the five foot eight lefty. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I assume that's how you say his name. Yeah. Severe, it's like S-A-H-V-I-R. If they Severe could get Wheeler. him, he could potentially come in and start. Yeah. And then you move Tyrese Burton back over to the two. But then I think, too, you've got two guys that can be – that can that can score and can shoot a little bit as and they're almost point guards together. You're running almost two point guard system, which kind is of. ideal. Yeah, I think that that's especially if you're going to play Jacobson and Condit Condit together. Yeah, the four and the five. It would help to have a couple of ball handlers. Man, it's just uh, that would be an interesting defensive lineup. <laughs> <laughs> At least Tyrese is long. Yeah, it just it would be weird to see Condit's pretty mobile. Yeah, I mean five eight dude. That is really short. <laughs> They have to guard you too, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's the old no, Hoiberg. No, you're right. And But, man, I mean, th- like you would tower. I'm a little o- concerned about the shooting aspect of that lineup. You too. would tower over him at 5'8". Well, I tower over a lot of people, Jared. How tall are you? 5'11", 5'10". <laughs> a lot of people aren't Division One basketball players. <laughs> guys like Bloom's height. Yeah, imagine Brent Bloom playing point guard in the Big 12. Would um, the French kid play? Another thing to see, keep, I think he's kind of a, he's interesting to me. People really they like this Trey Jackson. Yeah, and this is where my hypothetical situation okay. comes into play. Okay, say everything goes perfectly this week. This is let's only play this out with the high school kids. Yep. Everything goes perfectly this weekend. Clarence Ned only commits next okay. next Wednesday. You get him. Then you get Severe Wheeler to come on official visit next weekend. Boom. Next Sunday he commits. Then you've got Caleb Grow coming in on Monday. What do you do? Take you got one scholarship left open. Well, I think you want to transfer of some aspect. And that's where I'm. That's where my question comes into play. Is my like hypothetical situation. You we want. You said before you like Caleb Grow. Yeah. You want Caleb Grow. But do you take Caleb Grow when you've already got these two guys? Take him and kick somebody off. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I think that. I mean, I don't. First of all, I don't think that all three of those guys. No, I'm saying in a hypothetical situation. Yeah, they're all going to look at each other and go like, "Well, where the hell's the playing time coming from?" Yeah. Um, but I think that the ideal deal is you got to get two two of those guys and get a transfer. Yeah. A graduate transfer, ideally. There's a kid from Troy, who is visiting in May. Yeah, the first week of May. Um, weekend in May, like yeah. the weekend after Caleb Grill, Javon Johnson. There is a. Um, but he's a sit-out transfer. Yes. Yeah. Sit out, play two. There is a host of graduate transfers that Iowa State is sniffing around with right now, but nobody quite knows how serious any of these guys are going to be. Uh, the one that comes to my mind is from Texas A&M, uh, Admon Gilder. Yeah. Uh, I think Iowa State has a shot there. Um, the, Again, Billy Kennedy connection. Yeah, Billy Kennedy connection. And then the young man from Little Rock. Rajon Tucker. Rajon Tucker. And then there were 
So the kid from Virginia Tech is in the mix too. It sounded like, but I didn't. I don't think that that was going to be seeing here. That was another thing I was going to like. We figured we should talk about. Okay, yeah. So Carrie Carrie Blackshear, uh, probably will be the most sought after transfer of any kind in college basketball this year. I would just say temper some expectations of the idea of landing Carrie Blackshear. I'm not saying it won't happen, but realistically might not be one to get super high hopes up about. Yeah. Because that's like every program in the country that has open scholarships is probably going to try and get Carrie Blackshear. Well, I think most of the, most of these grad transfers we've mentioned are going to be in that capacity. Well, yeah, and I know for sure Rajon Tucker's, like, getting recruited by North Carolina. Correct. People like that. So that's why, like, so I put up that post on the forums yesterday, and I, I, I put it on the end. I go, I'm not even going to get into the grad transfer because I knew what would happen. Yeah. I'm going to list these guys out, and then people are going to freak out. Well, and it's not the same as when, when you threw a name like Bryce DeJohn Jones out five years ago now. Mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, Bryce John Jones is coming on a visit. At that point, you're pretty confident probably that they're going to get him. Correct. You know, and and it wasn't because he didn't have other people coming after him or anything like that. But what I was, it was so deeply entrenched in that game that they had a good shot with anybody that they made contact Same with. Same with when DeAndre Kane. Yeah, DeAndre Kane. Town. I mean, even Royce and all of them. But nobody else was at that same even level as Iowa State. I mean, I, I want to say that the people that they competed with for Bryce John Jones was like Oregon State. Yeah, it was. And Oregon State was god awful at that time. Correct. And so it was like it, it, the, it was not near the same game as what it is now. Correct. Yeah, it's it's rather difficult to get a. That's why Iowa State's last few grad transfers have been less than. No offense to your boy, Jeff. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to sit here. That team was awful. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those are three that are just kind of floating around out there. And I do know that there are more, but I can't really give you names of who they are because I'm not even privy to that. But yeah. I think the ideal scenario here is, is is fans are looking to round out the last three roster spots. I think if you can get two of these high school guys and then a transfer. Would you – Preferably one of those. I don't know if you've heard anything like this, but has is there any potential of them reaching out to the Marquette kids? From what I understood, um, there could be some feelers put out there, but it doesn't feel like Iowa State will have much of a chance. Okay, I was. I mean, I figured that'd probably be the case, especially with two of them. Yeah, and I know they want to play together. So. Well, I mean, if they want to come to Iowa State, I'm sure that they would take them. Yeah. <laughs> it, well. Yeah, that's true. And frankly, I haven't really um, talked much to anybody after. That news came out. Yeah. So I don't. I'm not really 100 percent up on that. All right. So give me your. In a perfect world, what do you, what do you want? Give me some names. <sighs> Be like being realistic, not not. Uh, I want the kid from Houston. Yeah. I, I think that that's the best case scenario. I mean Wheeler, like just the his ranking, like all that stuff. Yeah. I, just two of the three, because I think like I. I think Grill's upside is probably the last, the least. Mm-hmm. But I think that he brings like a serious like culture deal that I think he brings something really... different that those other guys maybe don't. Correct, like, and he's a shooter. Like, yeah. and I think that I look at the next four years of this roster, and they need shooters. I just and the one with the with the French kid, I just, I this is a weird situation where it's like, what do we know? How much do we know about him? 
you know. The only thing I know is that Prohm's been all over him for a long time. Well, and at the end of the day, too, if Chris Beard and Bob Huggins thinks that he's good enough to play yeah. for them, then he's probably good enough to play for Iowa State. But, and that's my thing, too, with, like, Caleb Grow. If Bruce Weber wants to take you, I'll, I'll take you. <laughs> Weber, Otts, and McDermott. Yeah. I mean, that's it's like a who's who. I know. <laughs> Dude, I should show you this. Prohm. This – the the project I've been working on a little bit on the side yeah uh, some great Bruce Weber like cameo appearances and some, really? and some clippings that I've been looking at nice yeah. yeah is that for the one that you've told me about yeah okay yeah. Bruce Weber eh yeah how do you love your Bruce Weber um and then might as well touch on it too the Mercedes Leach yeah. That little, like, mini documentary that came out on him yeah. was really good. Yeah, that yeah, was I would, awesome. I would encourage anybody to go and check that out. I think he's another wild card for next season, where if he comes back and is, is even close to where he was three years ago, then I, I think the, the ceiling raises a little bit for that team because he's a, he's a guy that can play on the wing and is, is built different than most of the other guys they've got on that team right now. Yeah, I feel like um, – He's probably a year away, but you're right. If he can surprise everybody, that would be a huge coup right? for next year's roster. Well, at the end of the day, too, I mean, by the time he gets here, he'll be a full 24 months basically out from that injury, you know. And I'm not saying that means that he's going to go back to where he was like a five-star recruit or something like that, but he he will be progressing a lot. And when you're 18, it's probably a lot easier to bounce back from an injury like that than it is when you're – That's true. 26 or whatever Paul George was when he had it. Paul George has done all right with it too. So, uh, Real quick shout out as um, to our friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa always sponsoring our recruiting content on the websites. We give a shout out to them. Judd, Joe Farron, I uh, love those guys. We appreciate them. We'll probably need to do these over the next few weeks. Yeah. Is it just changes so damn much? Right. Dude, it's it's crazy. I feel like this spring recruiting basketball cycle is probably the craziest basket or any of any sport recruiting oh, period yeah. that there is. Yeah. I mean, it surpassed like the weeks leading up to signing day in football, I think. Cause back in the day, yeah. Like it used to be when it used to be when you were leading up to signing day, but that doesn't really exist anymore. No, it's only like two or three guys. Yeah. But with basketball, you get into the spring and the transfer game has changed everything so much. I mean, the free agency thing is just so real. Well, it all moves so fast. Yeah, and, like, there's all these different people involved. Yeah. And there's shady characters involved and there's, like, trustworthy people involved. It has made um, – if you were listening to my pod with Prom a couple weeks ago, like, yeah. just think about, like, how different, like, being a head coach is right now compared to, like, when Larry Stacey was in the – off season. Mm-hmm. Like there ain't nothing off about it. Right. It used to just be like, Oh, it's all the spring Juco's. Yeah. Like, can you get a spring Juco? And maybe like there were some transfers every once in a while, but now it's just, I mean, you got grad transfers, you got high school kids, you got Juco kids, but the Juco game has really dropped off. It seems like. Yeah. You just don't hear enough about it anymore. The it's weird because there are still really good junior college players you know? Yeah. But they also all go to like the same five schools. Yeah. So, at the, and then they all sign early. Nebraska's really busy in the Juco game right now. We got like five Juco guys coming in in the next couple of weeks. Thou shalt not mention him. 
I'm not saying him, I'm saying one of their assistants. <laughs> Very active in the junior college transfer uh, area because I, the bunch yeah, of them were signed to St. The John's. Kids, that's the guy who stayed from... Are you talking about Abdul Massey? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if that was him or the guy who left over from... No, they, he had like the number two junior college player in the country signed at St. John's and now he might go to Nebraska. And then they had a kid that was from Scott's Bluff that was committed to Miles and now they got him to reaffirm his commitment. So. Vintage, vintage Abdul Massey. Yeah. They've got... Uh, I remember think- when Abdul Massey left for St. John's and took that Darian Williams kid with him. They have eight transfers coming in on official visits in the next three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> they had four there last weekend. Are any of them good? Uh, one of them was the, a kid that got kicked out the team at Oklahoma State. Two of them were uh, – Jeez. Uh, they've got a kid that went to Marquette and well, then went to Florida Gulf Coast. Abdel Massey's the guy who, who, who nabbed um, Dijon Jones. Yeah. So that's his, that's his hood down there. Man, maybe they should uh, – Maybe they should work on uh, Shakir Houston. Jeez. Remember that was like the top story we were covering two summers ago was Shakir Houston and um, Daryl Edwards. Yeah, there was – I think they I, both left. I bet I wrote uh, 10 Shakir Houston stories in a month and all of them were probably – they were probably all our top 10 stories on the site the entire month. I remember, you know, I, I do that deal on Tuesdays with the register guys and every week – Peterson would come in and all he wanted to talk about was Shakir Justin. And like, he's the difference between Iowa state going to the tournament next year and not. And like, it was always Shakir Justin. That was the guy. Imagine. Hey, I can't play him. I mean, that was a big deal. I mean, maybe if they would have gotten Shakir Justin that year, they would have won 16 games instead of 13. I don't know. Like how is Shakir Justin? He was pretty good though. Wasn't he? He was pretty good that first year, but then he, he was hurt all last year, I think. But, uh, no, yeah, Daryl Edwards, and then he didn't – He Daryl Edwards got paid, right? Didn't he get uh, in trouble? Allegedly. No. Yeah. Well, I don't think he actually got in trouble. Oh, okay. He's now at Nevada. He went to LSU, and now he's at Nevada. Uh, former home of former clone House Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Small world, dude. There was somebody else that we that – I think I was talking to Alex Halstead about that they were really – that it was like everybody was really fired up about, and then they ended up going – Darius McNeil, remember him? Yeah, he, he left. He just landed at uh, SMU yesterday. Oh, that's where he landed? Yeah. I actually wondered when I saw that he came open if Prom would mess with that again. Uh, I think those bridges probably yeah, got burned. Yeah, that, that bridge didn't get burned. It was torched. It was like full uh, covered bridges of Madison County, it, oh. like gasoline on the yeah, bridge that, and burn all the way down. Yeah, that was a really bad deal. All right. Um, that's all I got for you. We got stands and fits coming up later this week. Yeah. Podcast coming up later this week. And um, I think that's it. But what, Matt Campbell, media availability, roll out the finish out the spring coming up on Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. And then I think that's it. I don't think we have much more. I think that yeah. spring football is over. That's basically it. And we're like straight off season mode. Mm, probably not. Well, you know. More or less, yeah. I got a lot of good stuff coming up. In theory. Yeah, I think I got some good stuff coming here coming too. You're doing your um your dishes on on all the basketball team. Yeah. I yeah. liked your Jacobson one that was well done. Yeah. You're, Jacob, you're, you're good at that. Mike Jacobson's gonna shoot uh forty five percent from three next no, year. No, he's not. if he tries to shoot that much from three, Iowa State is totally out of the NCAA tournament. 
Well, I didn't say he's going to. He, he could maybe go. He could go uh, five for 11. That's 45%. Um, next year's team, I'm, 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 va- I'm very intrigued. I think it's going to be fun to see it come together. Yeah. I'm not nearly as down on it as a lot of our frisky followers. Shocker. <laughs> I know. I really am. Because like, I think that like people just assume I've, – I've seen it over the years that they assume Tyrese Halliburton will be the same player as they've seen. And they assume George Condit will be the same player. See, that's These one, guys develop. That's one thing I, w- I will give Steve Prohm is that most of the guys that they have had that have played for him have all gotten better yeah. from year to year. Yeah. It, I think Lindell probably is the only one that you can look at that I don't know how much better he got, but I don't know how much that has to do with anything besides Lindell. Uh, thanks, Jared. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate all of our uh, great sponsors. Appreciate all you guys listening. If you like what we're doing, leave us a review. A positive one. Preferably. We would prefer. And uh, have a great rest of your week. Later.